Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks, everybody, with me, your host, Aaron Mashbitz, a.k.a. Jackson Stone, and this is episode 105 of Jackson Talks. Everybody, thank you for joining me every single week as we drop a new episode every single Tuesday here at Jackson Talks, everybody. And I thank you for listening, for being a part of this community. The best way to support this podcast is by subscribing on YouTube, um, following and giving us a review on Spotify and Apple, and supporting us through our Patreon at patreon.com slash jacksonstone for $1, $3, $5, $10, or higher tiers. And if you do become a supporter for $5 a month, you get one premium edition of Jackson Talks, everybody, every month. But really, share it with a friend, give us a review, um, tag us or me on social media, um, tell us what you like, what you didn't like, what topics we could discuss, all of that stuff. This podcast is very important to me. And I thank you for being a part of it every single week. So now, let's dive right in. <clears throat> this week, we are going to kind of unpack a Twitter thread. I did this once before, and I really like that format. And we're going to dive in now to another Twitter thread from someone else that I follow and um, post a lot of value. We're in similar fields. And I think if we can use social media in this way, we're, we're educating ourselves, we're following people that add stuff to our life, that add value, that insight, that are a resource to enhance our overall well-being. I think that's what social media can be used for, and as well as making connections and networking and allowing your business and your life to flourish via these connections and resources you make on social media. But you have to be very intentional about those decisions that you make when getting on social media and Brad Stolberg is someone I follow on Twitter. He was recently on the Rich Roll podcast, which is another podcast that I'm absolutely inspired by. It's something that I strive to be when it comes to this podcast, that insightful, um, that wise, um, that resonates and it's, it's authentic, it's genuine. I strive to do that here on Jackson Talks, everybody. So you can go listen to that. Rich Roll and Brad have a really great conversation about peak performance and that's what kind of this thread is about. Um, Brad wrote it. I read a little bit of it, but I didn't want to get all the way through it because I kind of wanted to read it for the first time as I was discussing it here on the podcast so it could be organic and natural and I follow Brad so much that I feel like these... Um, principles that he goes through on this thread will be something that I align with. And if they're not, then I'll explain that and it'll be for a great, for a great episode. So the tweet is, I've uh, been thinking a lot about peak performance and genuine excellence and what really matters for it. Here he breaks down 19 habits and principles based on his years of research, writing and coaching. And so, excuse me, uh, Brad and I are in similar fields, right? He's, uh, he's an author and a podcaster. He's a coach. I'm a speaker, a coach, a podcaster, an entrepreneur. I work in sports. I work in trying to develop people to be the best versions of themselves. My really important goal is to make people's prior best their new baseline so they can continue to close the gap and become the best version of themselves on a more consistent basis. And Brad does that too. Um, I do that as well with teams, coaches, organizations, groups, individuals, anyone really who's striving to to hold themselves to a really high standard, to strive to excellence, while the, while also giving themselves warmth, love, and support along that journey. 
I strive to do that on this podcast and um, and all the stuff that I do, Champions Adjust, Optimize Coaching, things like that. And then on the mental health side, also with You Are Loved. And so um, these habits and principles are probably things that I align with. And we're going to go through 19 of them and, and see what kind of comes up. So number one, focus on the process over the outcome. Once you pick a goal, outline the steps to attain it and then do what you can to largely forget about the goal and focus on nailing those steps instead. Less energy worrying about future successes of failure, more energy doing the work. So you pick this wildly important goal. You pick this massive transformative purpose, whatever it is for you, and you have that, that North Star, that thing that you're always driving towards, that thing that all of your decision thoughts and actions are geared towards, but you're really focused on the minute, small steps and the milestones that get you towards that goal or that outcome. So you're focused on the process of the journey rather than the outcome. So all the stuff that you take care of daily, your daily goals, your weekly goals, your monthly goals, your yearly goals, which lead to that wildly important goal or that massive transformative purpose, allow you to focus deeply on the process and fall in love with the journey, with fall in love with the becoming rather than just the result-oriented thing. Outcomes and results can be a great um, feedback for our process, but we want to focus on our process to allow the results to naturally come without us focusing on them. So that's number one. Two, build deep community. Motivation is contagious. We're all mirrors reflecting onto one another. The people around you provide gravity when you're sore and they provide a safety net when you fall. No one reaches the top alone. Building community is important. You want to link arms with the people around you. Nobody does anything great alone and you want to strive towards these things together. You want to have people around you that celebrate you when you do something great, that are genuinely happy that you're flourishing. And then when you fall, they're there to catch you. They're there to support you. They're there to hold you accountable. They don't criticize. They don't judge. They hold you accountable in a way that will make you better. And you know you have a support system, a love system, right? They're holding you to high standards, but also giving you warmth, love, and support the same way you're doing for yourself on this journey to excellence. So building a deep community is wildly important. Having a support system, linking arms with others, understanding that no one does anything great alone. We need each other. Relationships are the most important thing we have. Relationships with ourselves and relationship with others allow us to thrive together. The balance, number three, balance of stress and rest. Too much of the former, not enough of the latter results in illness, injury, and burnout. Too much of the latter, not enough of the former results in complacency and stagnation. Right? So you want to do stress plus rest equals growth. Right? The harder you work, the harder you need to rest. Rest, recovery, sleep, nutrition are all part of striving for excellence as well as doing the work on a consistent basis. You have to have a, a view of stress that is productive, right? Because stress can be a good thing if you view it in that way, right? Of course, stress has its negative effects, right? We want to we manage those and, and deal with stress in a way that it helps us produce, that helps us... Um, get fired up and motivated and it's going to help us grow. And then on top of that hard, diligent, intense, persistent um, work 
we are resting and recovering and eating and sleeping just as hard because that's how we grow into the person we know we can become. Number four, prioritize consistency over intensity. If you go big or go home, you often end up home. But small steps taken regularly over time lead to big gains. Resist the urge to exert the heroic efforts that will leave you completely exhausted later on. Think steady progress instead. Right? Consistency, 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 consistency. What small actions, habits, and behaviors can you do and repeat every day that it runs like an algorithm? If this, then that. If this, then that. So your life becomes algorithmic and you're living in rhythm and you're consistent while being having this intense, alert, relaxed energy, but you're consistent because you've built in algorithms that allow you to do these things without even thinking about them. And then you can add and delete habits when you think about what's good for you, what's bad for you, what you need, but you're allowing yourself to be consistent and you're not spending this extra energy on things that don't really matter, things that aren't moving you towards your wildly important goal or your massive transformative purpose. You're being consistent based on the algorithms that you've set because you've done the inner work, the inventory to know what's working, what's not, and how you can make those algorithms work for you. And so you're taking these small, steady steps every single day, which aren't really small. They lead to big things, but you're being diligent and, pers and persistent with these small actional behaviors that create consistency, over time. <clears throat> Number five, learn to have fun while working hard. If you aren't having fun along the way, then you probably won't last very long. Not every day has to be enjoyable. The totality of the process ought to be meaningful and fulfilling. And the more you can smile, the better. Have fun. That's why you want to fall in love with the process. That's why you want to have this big North Star, right? This big North Star and then shrink it all the way down to daily actionable goals and then find where you fall in love with the process and you learn to have fun being in the trenches. You learn to have fun challenging new obstacles. You learn to have fun dealing with the adversity because you know it's going to come no matter what. And yes, not every day is going to be sunshine and rainbows, enjoyable, the best time ever. But more often than not, if you are fe feeling purposeful, fulfilled, and you're smiling through that process, you're having fun, and you can extend that out much more than if you just weren't having fun. And when things get really hard, you know why you're doing what you're doing, so it allows you to push through those really hard moments of adversity and struggle through reaching these long goals. Number six, understand that progress is not linear, right? It's going to oscillate. Progress is going to oscillate. Some days you're going to be, mm, and then you're going to fall off a little bit, and you're going to oscillate. You're going to go up and down. It comes in waves, and understand that's fine. That's part of the journey, right? When we say trying to get 1% better every day, it's not going to be just a straight upward journey. There's going to be some times where our best looks different than what it did the previous day, and we can do whatever we can based on the effort that we can give with the energy that we have. So we give the best we have every day and that looks different. So that's why progress is nonlinear and it looks different for everyone. So we're not comparing our journey to someone else's because they have other stuff going on. They have different rhythms and life and environment and circumstances that aren't the same as ours or mine or yours. And so our progress won't look the same, won't look the same as them and it's not in a straight line. It's oscillating, it's non-linear, it's challenging, it goes up and down, but you want to still be able to spiral up through that non-linear progress. So you're always spiraling up 
and a spiral goes up and down and up and down, right? And so it's always oscillating upwards through your progress. Number seven, take the work seriously, but have a sense of identity beyond it. This way, if things are going poorly in one area of your life, you can lean into another. You can be a crass person and an athlete and a parent and a partner and a neighbor and a dog enthusiast and so on, right? The, the, the thing that you're most passionate about, the thing that's attached to your wildly important goal, the thing that's attached to your massive transformative purpose is the work you take most seriously, but that's not who you are in the entirety, right? You are so much more beyond that. That's why you were able to do the things you were going to do, right? Whatever you are, a friend, a brother, a sister, a, do- a dog enthusiast, like Brad says, or whatever you are, you know, you're not just this or just that. That is part of who you are, but who you are is much more. Who you are really is how you show up in the world. Who you are, your identity is your repeated Beingness, your, ident- your identity is your repeated beingness, not what you do for a job. So how are you, what are you repeatedly doing means what virtues are you showing up repeatedly as? What virtues are driving your life? That's really your identity. Are you kind, honest, grateful, zesty, empathetic, loving? That's really your identity because that's your repeated beingness. And then those virtues allow you to work seriously in the pursuit that you have. And I think that's important. Number eight. Feeling good and doing good are generally in alignment. Your mind-body system has a wonderful feedback mechanism. How you feel, when you feel off, that usually means something is wrong. When you feel on, it means some things are right. Pay attention to this over time. Pay attention to the feelings that are happening in your body. Your physical sensations are sending clues to your mind. Your mind is sending clues to your physical sensations. Everything is interconnected and in line, right? And so your body and your mind will tell you if you're in alignment, if things that you're doing are feeling good and then that you're doing good. But also in the same token, sometimes when we are feeling our worst, we have to stick to our protocols, which, are the, which is what we least want to do in that moment because we are feeling our worst. We have then these protocols that we know we can lean on when we feel our worst and we have to kind of force ourselves to do those things because we know eventually if we continue to do those things, we will feel better in the long run. So all of that is interconnected and, and important to understand. Number nine, don't worry about being the best. Be the best at getting better. All you can control is your effort. Yes, learn from others and do not become too concerned with how they're doing. Focus on making continual improvement and let the chips fall where they may. All you can control is your attitude and your effort. You can control two things, your attitude and your effort. Focus all of your energy on those two things and block everything else out and things will line up the way you want them to line up. It may take longer It may take you going through a little bit more adversity, struggle, and challenge, but you're solely focusing on the process and your attitude and your effort, the way you show up every day, how you show up with your virtues, your attitude, your effort, right? Focusing on continually just improving and closing that gap, closing that gap every single day, the best of your ability on that given day. Number 10, do the work before talking about the work. Talking is easy, action is hard. Be careful of the common trap, which is the fact that you're talking about the work replaces doing it. My own rule, I write my books before talking about them. So 
10, do the work before talking about the work. Go out and do the work. You got to be about it. If you want to achieve any sort of excellence in your life and no matter what domain you are in, you have to go and do the work. Yes, words can inspire, but actions actions actually do the change. Actions actually make the change. So rather than speaking about it, go out and do it. Just do it. Go perform it. Go be it. Go be about those virtues. Go be about the thing that you say you want to be about. Line up your words, your actions, your thoughts with how you want to live your life and the way you want to show up for the people around you, for the people you love, for the people you work with, and for yourself especially. And so go and do the work consistently. And then once you have a track, you can then begin to talk about it because then it can resonate with other people like I'm doing here. 11. Lean on routines, but be okay releasing from them. Routines automate action and lend predictability to otherwise chaotic world. However, be sure you can release from routines when you need to. If your favorite cafe for working shuts down, you still be better to work, right? So you want to lean on these routines. And like I said before, you want to be able to run on algorithms, but you have to be able to release from those when it is necessary, So we want to be automatic in some of the things that we do. If this, then what? Allowing our routines and habits to kind of run our life, but not being completely shut down when something doesn't fall or go exactly the way we had it planned. We're we're able to adjust and pivot and regroup and still get the work done. Twelve, develop a physical practice. We are not minds and bodies. We are a mind-body system. Try to make physical activity a part of your job, whatever your job may be. Need not be heroic. A brisk walk does wonders for focus, creativity, problem-solving, emotional control, and so on. Mind-body system. Everything is interconnected. The mind and body are interconnected. I previously said that on this episode, right? And so physical activity, movement, honoring our body is wildly important for our mind, our mental health, our peak performance in whatever job you're in. So find whatever movement pattern works for you. Zumba, yoga, walking, dancing, Weight training, jujitsu, martial arts, Krav Maga, jump rope, boxing. There's something for everyone when it comes to moving and honoring your body. And if you can do that just for 25 minutes a day, you're you're just going to see all of the benefits from that in creativity and focus and problem solving and clarity in your mind, your brain. Everything that's connected is going to benefit from this type of physical movement practice. And it's going to allow you to sleep better and the, more be- the better you sleep, the better energy you have when you wake up. The more energy you have, the more vibrant and zesty you can be and it all lines up and it all stacks up together. And it kind of starts with your how you think, how you move, how you eat and how you sleep, right? Are we thinking well? Are we moving well? Are we eating well? Are we sleeping well, right? If you can knock out those four kinds of things and get all the rocks in the container on those four really big fundamentals, you're going to be able to kind of build the foundation of a really excellent life. 13, cultivate emotional flexibility, right? This is about holding everything at once, happiness, joy, enthusiasm at the same time as anger, sadness, and frustration, and being able to feel differently at various points throughout the same day and perhaps even the same hour. Multiple emotions can exist at the same time. I've talked about it at length at this podcast, but we have to have emotional agility. We have to cultivate emotional agility by working on it. 
Okay, by working on it, by being, able to, by, by being able to hold on to multiple emotions at once and being able to be emotionally agile with the things we feel, with the things that come up in the day, how we handle these different things and how we honor the things that we feel to feel them deeply enough to address them and then move forward with them. We're being uh, agile, we're being flexible with our emotions because we're cultivating that practice. 14, care deeply. Not giving your all on something about which you care deeply can be, can be a way of coping out or copping out, excuse me. It gives you an excuse if things don't go how you want them to go. Giving your all, leaving every bit out there exposes you. It makes you vulnerable. But that's the point. So care deeply. If you care deeply about something, give it your all. It doesn't matter what the outcome is. The outcome, we can do everything right everything right and it still might not go our way that's life life's not fair sometimes it beats you down and that's okay but you put yourself out there you went all in and you cared deeply and you were vulnerable and that's strength and that's beauty and that's the point of it all care deeply love deeply be about it go all in on the things that you love and care about the most forget about everything else the outcome the results be in the moment be in the process And if things don't work out, well, then you know how to pick yourself up because you have warmth for yourself, you have love for yourself, you have support for yourself, and you've built a community of support through some of these principles, and they will link up with you and pick you up because, again, no one does anything great alone, and we have to care deeply, and we have to go all in on the things that are most valuable to us, what our gut and our intuition is telling us that we should go for, and sometimes you got to risk it, and sometimes that risk doesn't pay off, but sometimes it does. 15 a couple more 15 accept failure as part of growth obviously said this a lot on this podcast it's easier to give your all if you're okay with failing if you're not okay with failing you protect yourself and you won't truly give it everything you have if you're okay with failing your ego is safe regardless of the outcome so you'll be more likely to lay it on the line failure is the only way to reach peak excellence, success, whatever you want to call it, whatever your definition of making it is, which is different for everyone, I think making it is really just going for it. I think making it is really just giving yourself your best effort on each day. Whatever that effort looks like, that's what making it is. I think just giving yourself and showing up for yourself the best way you know how, that's what it is. And if you can accept failure as part of that, as just a learning mechanism, as just data in your feedback to allow you to grow to the person you know you can become, you're just gaining knowledge and wisdom along the way through your ups and downs, through your trials and tribulations. Failure is the only way to success. Failure is the only way to excellence. Failure is the only way to becoming the best version of yourself and showing up that way on a more consistent basis. 16, show up. Show up. Even, perhaps, especially when you don't want to. The best performers have high ceilings, no doubt. But they're even better at raising their floors, which come down to being able to put together a decent day when you don't really want to. That's what I was talking about when you have protocols, when you have algorithms, when you have these when you have a toolkit, a mental wellness, health, well-being toolkit that you can fall back on when things aren't going the best, right? Because you want to stick to your protocols the most 
when you feel your worst. So when you don't want to, that's when you absolutely need to because you know it's going to make you feel better, whether it's about your performance, whether it's about your job, whether it's strictly about your mental health and getting you out of the thing that you might be feeling or struggling with or going through. It's about sticking to those protocols and really forcing yourself to do the thing you might not want to do but know is best for you in that moment. It's about running, it's about building these habits and these toolkits into your life that allow you to flourish in the best way possible even when you don't want to. You still show up for yourself. <clears throat> 17. Learn when to grit it out and when to quit. Pay close attention to when you grit and when you quit. And when you get out of each, over time, you get more refined at learning which approach makes the most sense under different circumstances. Yeah, it's very straightforward here. Sometimes you want to have grit, which is passion plus perseverance over time. And sometimes it's best to remove yourself from the thing. You tried, you gave your best effort, but it's time to move out and move on. Some, but sometimes when it gets really hard, we feel like we need to quit, but really we need to have grit. We need to have passion and perseverance for the thing that we're doing. And that's why it's really important to understand why you're doing what you're doing, what it means, and where you're headed towards through the thing that you're doing. And sometimes we get in the trenches, and sometimes we need to be gritty through that. Um, but also, sometimes we need to, to remove ourselves from that situation, and we got to learn which one is which, depending on where we're at and what we're trying to accomplish. 18. Don't forget to experience joy. When you attain goals along your path or notch some big wins, take the time to enjoy and celebrate them. These moments are what give you the fortitude and resilience to keep going when the going gets tough. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate like a wild person. Celebrate yourself along the way. Summon the most joy you can in your life and experience it at all costs. That's why we try to fall in love with the process of going after what we want. Because that's where the joy lives. It's in the journey. It's in the process. It's in the failures. It's in the ups and downs. It's in the progress spiraling up. It's you seeing yourself every day slowly becoming the person that you know you can become. That's what it is. So always, always summon joy and meaning and fulfillment and purpose and know why you're doing what you're doing and celebrate yourself along the way. Every small win, celebrate yourself. Because that'll keep you moving forward when the adversity strikes, which it will, when the struggles come, when the challenges come. And then you can be like, obstacles make me stronger. Obstacles make me stronger. I'm ready to move through this. I got this because I have my support system. I care deeply. I trust the process. And I'm moving through this to get to my North Star. And last one, 19. Practice your values. Your values represent your guiding principles. They serve as your internal dashboard regardless of what is happening around you. You can always choose to act in alignment with your values and look yourself in the mirror and fall asleep well at night. I talk about this a lot on this podcast. Your values are your compass. Your values allow you to make decisions better. They allow you to filter your thoughts and actions and movements through those values because you know how you want to show up. You want to flourish via those virtues and your compass of virtues leads you to, down the path that is best for you based on the values that you, you begin to practice. It's easier to say no. It's easier to do these things that you want to do because you have this standard that you've set. These values that you live by and you can cut out the noise outside of those values and virtues because it's not what aligns with you and how you want to live. 
And so regardless what happens, you have this internal compass pushing you in the direction that's best for you and the values that you set forth for yourself. And so that's why it's important to understand who you are and what values you want to live by and then learning to to uh, develop a personal philosophy from those values. So you have these values that you want to live by, your top five. You have this one sentence statement of your personal philosophy and those two combined allow you to make the best decisions for yourself. They can, it's a filter for your thoughts, your actions, and your movements, and it allows you to have this internal compass to point you in a direction that is absolutely best for you and the best version of yourself. And so, wow, that was a lot. That's all 19. That's all 19 habits and principles uh, on, on peak performance from Brad with a little breakdown and extra information from me. Um, most of the, all of those were, were great. I agree with all of them. And Brad's really awesome. He's someone you should follow on Twitter. He's also someone who has a book that's really good. And you can listen to his podcast with Rich Roll. I just simply broke down some habits and principles that I believe to be true and a little extra wisdom that I could tack on top of those habits and principles and, and pick, pick three or four, like 19 is a lot to think about, right? Pick three or four and really dissect those three or four and how you can implement them into your life on a consistent basis. Maybe just pick one if three is too daunting or two, but pick one at least to dive deep into and think about what tool or behavior or habit or protocol or algorithm you can implement into your life to allow that principle and habit to be a part of your day to day and then trying to go down and, and, and make that, make that a thing and then try to go down the list of 19 what you can add, what you need, what, the, what you think about that, what comes up for you when you look at this list and how you can become the best version of yourself in terms of genuine excellence and living the best life you can live full of love and passion and hope and meaning and fulfillment and purpose and gratitude while understanding that challenges and pain and adversity and obstacles will always be there, but you have this foundation uh, of mental toughness, of emotional flexibility, these, this mental health toolkit that you've developed that allow you to get through these moments with a little bit more grace because you've built kind of this foundation of stuff, community, protocols, relationships, professional help, all of this stuff, whatever it is for you in your life, you've built that. And these are just some habits and principles that can that can add benefit to your life as you continue to strive, hopefully, to be the best version of yourself. And if I can help you in any way with that, with coaching or anything like that, you can go to Patreon. You can send me an email through my website. There's a, a contact page for coaching where we can set up a free 30-minute consultation to talk about you and what you may be struggling with and how we can help you optimize those things. Um, but that's really all I have for you this week on episode 105 of Jackson Talks, everybody. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. I love this community. I love this podcast. I love what we're about. If you like this episode, share it with a friend. Tell me what resonated with you, what big ideas stuck out, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us a review uh, and follow us on Spotify and Apple and hope you have a brilliant, beautiful rest of your day and rest of your week whenever you're listening or watching to this. And please take good care of yourselves and others and lots of love. Mm-hmm.